This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So the Warriors are the champs, but are they ready to run it back? We'll tell you who says, oh yeah, they are. Speaking of the Warriors, can I interest you in Golden State? Memphis Grizzlies, Christmas Day, Dre and John yeah. both on board for that one. Yeah, you can, John. And a fourth ring for Steph. What does it do for LeBron's GOAT status? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Nick, the Count the Rings crowd coming for you and LeBron yet again, it seems like. Uh, I'm not certain. I'm going to have to check my sports almanac. Does, is LeBron's case helped or hurt more by Steph's ring or by Max Verstappen continuing to dominate F1? I'm not sure because they're both just about as related. But we'll discuss. We'll discuss. It's been too long since we discussed LeBron. Today we'll get him back in the show. We are just days into the NBA offseason. Warriors still probably sleepless and celebratory after winning their fourth title in eight years. Busy little buggers. But now that the dust is settling on the season, we can talk about the offseason and legacy. Namely, does this title now change things for Golden State, for Curry, for Durant? One Twitter user thought so, tweeted this, Kevin Durant's legacy just died. He's now just the guy between Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins, the guy who left the Beatles. Well, to the surprise of literally nobody, KD responded saying, I've been dead since July 4th, 2016, but congrats to the Dubs. That date, of course, being the day KD signed with the Golden State Warriors. Nick, does KD's legacy take a hit with this latest Warriors title? Well, I want to be totally fair here, and I'm going to do this a few times in today's show, but let's just do a thought exercise. If before the playoffs, we had said, okay, just map out best case, worst case for a few NBA superstars, what would the worst case have been for Durant? Well, hmm. he gets swept in round one and has his worst playoff series (laughs) ever. Check. Okay, now that he's done, how could it get worse? The Warriors win a title without him? Yeah, okay, check. And what about the team that beat him if other superstars play that team and equip themselves quite nicely? Like Giannis plays him and averages 35. And Jimmy Butler plays him and has some of the best playoff games of his life. And then Steph Curry plays him and wins finals MVP. You'd be like, oh boy, that's a far-fetched scenario. But yeah, that would be the worst-case scenario. And that is exactly what happened. So in that regard, it did not exactly go swimmingly for Kevin Durant. However, since I said I want to be fair, let's also discuss why this must be so maddeningly frustrating for, for Durant, Brew. For In one way, because there is a randomness that he has no control over. Going into the year, two, star, or two starting players on two championship contenders. Ooh, are they even going to be allowed to play? due to their vaccine status. One plays with Steph Curry, one plays with Kevin Durant. The one that plays with Kevin Durant didn't get vaccinated, one who plays with Steph Curry did, and then played a key role in the finals. 
Katie's got nothing to do with that. And the other part of this is, and this to me rears its head with all of these KD legacy discussions is, we in the media must be fair and honest, Brew, and admit this. When Durant was in Golden State winning titles, we all said almost unanimously, not totally, but almost unanimously wild, that, hey, guess what? If KD wants a real legacy, he's got to leave. And then he left, and we're like, oh, you idiot. Thank you. You ruined it all. Thank you. So so I I do think it is true these playoffs went as as bad as they could have gone for him. I also think if I'm KD, I'm like, I'm sitting there, maybe smoking, playing some video games, get a Twitter alert, and I'm like, God dog it. This again. What do you people want from me? And so in that regard, I I, I empathize with the man. No, baby. First of all, let me take care of some, some business up front. First of all, Nick, your Sharpie tie game today. Oh, my goodness. This, that's an all-timer. Oh, that is an all-timer. Fantastic job. Thank Second you. of all, about thank the you. tweet that KD is responding to, being the guy who left the Beatles is comparing KD to John Lennon. So, yeah, you know what? Okay, if that's the comparison <laughs> you want to make. You should have shut that down right away. Like, oh, I'm John Lennon? Okay. Best songwriter of all time? Like, Meh, not bad. I guess I am. But here's, where, here's the thought exercise I'll give to you, bro. We just lay out the rules if we want to criticize KD and have his legacy go backwards. A phenomenal player, we'll call him player A. Player A is a phenomenal player. He just everybody agrees. He joins a championship team and brings that championship team to new heights. Even though that championship team has a player, player B we'll call him, who is already established and already a star on his own. Then player A leaves. That would be Kevin Durant leaves. And player B continues to succeed. Is player A, Durant, all of a sudden his legacy has to take a step back? Because if those are the rules, the scenario that I laid out is exactly what happened to Randy Moss and Tom Brady. Randy Moss showed up to the Patriots. The Patriots are already good. He brought the Patriots to a new level that is no one has ever seen in the history of the league with Tom Brady as his teammate. Great, Randy Moss leaves, Tom Brady continues to be great, and no one on God's green earth is like, oh, Tom Brady won again. Randy Moss legacy goes down a notch. Look at that. He just, that's not how it works. KD's is still phenomenal. Everybody knows it. Is his team as good as Golden State? Obviously not. Is the organization run as, you know, perfectly as Golden State? No. Is he still a phenomenal player with two finals MVPs trophies last time I checked? Yes. I don't think his legacy moved one iota just because Jason Tatum had 100 turnovers. All right. Literally 100. You said a lot. I, I, I like the player A, player B thing. I didn't like the Tom Brady-Randy Moss thing because Moss is a receiver. You, you, that's not comparable to KD and Golden State in basketball where one player can make such a big difference. But the player A, player B thing was okay. And, and look, there is not a person on earth who's ever watched a basketball game who wouldn't say Kevin Durant is phenomenal. So that's not the discussion. Charles Barkley criticized him recently or, or you know, talked about recently how He needs to win his own ring to really get that respect. Okay, so kind of saying he he doesn't really have the respect yet. Barkley wouldn't deny that he's a phenomenal individual player. Walt Frazier said a few years ago, there's an asterisk by those rings he won in Golden State. 
Clyde wouldn't say Durant's not a phenomenal player. So that's a given. We understand that. But here's the deal. To answer Jenna's question, yes, it did impact his legacy negatively. And here's just the facts. What is the biggest discussion in basketball right now? Is Steph Curry top 10 all time? Are we having that discussion about Durant? No. No. We, no very few people think Kevin Durant is top 10 all time. There's a couple out there. But in the national media, the people leading the discussion, it's is Steph top 10. Nobody's talking about KD being top 10. Now, a year ago, okay. Wilds, most people had KD ahead of Steph. Not everybody. I think That's Nick's. Right. I think you, Nick, you had Steph ahead of KD, but most people would have had KD ahead of Steph. Obviously, right now, the tables have turned. So at the very least, he has moved down a notch and a guy that was behind him has leapfrogged him. That's the so to answer the question literally. Yes, it's hurt his legacy a bit. And as Barkley suggested, the way to kind of make up those points, if you will, Nick, is to go out and do it in Brooklyn. Well, I Absolutely, that's true. And listen, I, all these folks, man, the top 10 is about to become, when you make a reservation for 8 and 13 people show up and the restaurant's like, we can't see ah. Because guess what? Anybody, nobody, I, I didn't see a single person's top 10 that actually had the guts like Broussard did to put it out in, in writing. Now, there's the downside to having the guts like Broussard did is you make a grievous error like leaving Wilt Chamberlain off it and it tarnishes you forever. <laughs> but at least he had the guts to do it. Uh, guess what? Not a single person had Giannis on there. And does anyone think Giannis isn't getting on there? Well, somebody's got to go then. And if Durant gets an, another ring and gets one on his own, then he's going to have at least an argument there. But yes, they, when guys, when, when, when we are watching living legends, here's the thing about legacy. Legacy, I don't know the etymology of it, but I assume legacy, legend, they're all around similar, you know, from the same genesis, right? We are watching living legends. So they are writing their legacy in real time. So you have three of the 20 greatest players of all time right now still around the peak of their powers. And they're all around the same spot in the rankings. No one has them in the top five. No one has them outside of the top 20. In Steph, KD, and Giannis. And it can be a, it can be like a, a Joker, Nadal, Federer, horse race type of thing of, well, who's the best of the three? Well, I don't know what's happened in the last 12 months. Be a, like those things right. can happen. And so sure. I don't think it's fair to act like KD's legacy is ruined because he's still writing it. And if he right. never plays again, he's one of the he's greatest players time. ever. But it's also disingenuous to act like, the last 10 weeks, if Kevin Durant was a stock, the last 10 weeks, it's like, oh, hadn't gone great. Well, Steph Curry's stock is at a near all-time high. It's like, wow, it's trading at 2016 volumes. Like, those things happen, right. and that's a fair telling of it, in my, in my opinion, Brew. And, and look, let's not sugarcoat it either. This Golden State winning this championship, Wilds, justifies the criticism of those who criticize KD for going to Golden State in the first place. What was the argument? They don't need you. You're taking the easy way out. When they oh. win a ring after you, it looks like they didn't need you. I mean, that's just let's just keep it real. It, I mean, that, there's well, no except, denying. Yeah. I know they needed him. He was great. But it looks like they didn't need him because they won without you, after you.
So that that is real. Let's not sugarcoat it. Go ahead, Jim. All right. Well, we're just getting started on a Monday morning. We will have plenty of time to continue that conversation. Got to stick with the Warriors, Dre and Ja. They got some beef. Will they settle it on Christmas Day? Is there a better day to settle beef? Back after this, first things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get back to the champion Warriors and a comment that may have gotten overlooked in all that hoopla. So Clay Thompson was at the podium after the win and while answering questions, took a little detour, tossed some shade at the Grizzlies of all teams. Take a listen. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing, freaking bum. <laughs> okay, well, we weren't the only ones who heard that. Mm. Grizzly star John Moran, too, too, tweeted this. Got a lot of real estate. Draymond responded to him with this. We traded that real estate in, John Moran. The property value was higher in Boston. Dre said, maybe see you Christmas Day, to which Josh said, I'm coming to you then. Tell him to book it. I'm on your block. Uh, Kevin Wilds, should yeah, Warriors Grizzlies be a Christmas Day matchup? You like no. that? It's a, it's, a, it's, a nice, no. It's a nice game, but uh, that's going to be a strong no. So first of all, people are like, yes, this is it. Let's book it. Like, let's just slow down. Twitter is not real life. And stuff that gets popular on Twitter is not necessarily an indication of what's popular in real life. Now, the NBA is in a tricky spot, Nick, because guess who is looming on Christmas Day? That's not Santa Claus. That's the NFL. There's three NFL games That's on right. Christmas. Oh. Packers, Dolphins, oh. Broncos, right. Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. So the NBA is like, uh-oh, we're going up against the juggernaut. We have to put our best matchups together. Is that going to be Grizzlies-Warriors? No. 
So can I see the little Twitter back and forth between Draymond and Ja? It's nice. I ran the numbers on it. It got about uh, 40,000 likes. Yeah, 2,000, 3,000 retweets. Okay. Let me show you what the superstar got in the finals by just tweeting out an emoji of the chef. He got, let me get this right, do my math right, four times as many likes and five times the retweet. It's just an emoji. It is not a spirited back and forth. And you know why? Because that is a blockbuster matchup. LeBron versus Steph, we've got it three times on Christmas already. But there's a caveat. Here's the plot twist. The Lakers aren't going to be any good, so they are not my number one pick. (laughs) Unveil my Warriors opponent's Christmas picks, please. Number one. Ooh, we just talked about it in the A block. It's Durant and Steph. Oh, and and Durant has to go back to Golden State. uh, Steph has only played Durant in a Brooklyn uniform three times. Number two, the king stays the king. That, that's a matchup that is guaranteed to work. If that's not available, or you want to, or you want to split the Lakers up on the Warriors, try to get, you know, two bites at the superstar apple. You go to number three, Bucks Warriors. Number four, you do finals matchup. That's just simple. You build that up. You try to make more of a star out of uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Also, Celtics will just rate phenomenally. Yeah. And number five, although I'm trying to get back into Jaws' good graces, coming in at number five is Jaw and the Warriors. Okay. So number yeah. one is. Durant, number two, is LeBron. Wild, these are these are wild, blockbusters. Wild. They're blockbusters. I it's, just like, it's like Top Gun wild. 2. Jurassic Park 2. Wild. It's a franchise. I don't need an indie movie. John Murray, Grizzlies wild. Warriors, an indie it's movie. It's not an indie I need movie. A blockbuster on it's not, a, it's not an indie movie. Indie movie. It's trying to you grow your next superstar like you see in professional wrestling. That, yeah, trying to get a guy over. Buddy, not on Let Christmas. him beat Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania. So here's the deal. Not on Christmas, so Wilds, I just complimented Wilds. Oh, I'm going to tell you the best Christmas schedule in a moment. But I just complimented Wilds okay. during the break about his... Wilds is, knows far more about television than me. But Wilds, because he's not Clarence Thomas, doesn't know more about arguing than me. And so it is hard to. So I complimented his arguing style. And then he made a fatal error. During that, did you hear it? Did you guys, did you guys notice it? Wilde said, if I were the prosecution, when Wilde said that, I would have taken notes. I've been looking to my side and like, oh, did you hear what he did? He said, Twitter isn't real life. And I'm going to prove yeah. it to you that I'm right by showing you the number of likes something got on Twitter as my exhibit <laughs> A. Know. Okay. Well, is it real life or is it not? Because here's the deal. Christmas Day, Wilde, <laughs> is not about one game. It is about the day. So I'm going to lay out for you the best Christmas day possible, and you can try to poke holes in it, but it is impenetrable. Sure. Let's start the day off on the East Coast with a matchup everyone's ready to see. Oh, oh, the old Harden back, Harden and against Kyrie and KD, Embiid on Christmas Day. That works. What's the next one? The two, the best pl- series of the entire playoffs, Bucks Celtics. Said now Chris Middleton's there. Okay. What's the next one? The team that played the champs the hardest gave them the best series and there's real bad blood there? Okay, well, what about LeBron? Remember when the biggest game in the world was the alleged battle for Los Angeles? We've got you covered there. And then what's going to be the nightcap? Who's missing? Uh, Luca. And then 
Listen, Christmas Day last year left out the MVP. It had never happened before. Folks were like, Nick, were you making the schedule? I'm like, no, but it kind of proves my point. But they're not going to leave out the two-time MVP. So now we've got we've got Nuggets, Mavs at the end of the day. Brew, that's the perfect Christmas Day. And you want to grow John Morant's star. You can't live off the mid-aughts draft classes forever. This is a way to put John Morant over. This is the perfect Christmas Day. It involves Grizzlies Warriors. I'm sure you agree, because let's be honest, it's perfect. Well, Nick, I will give you credit and props for doing a whole schedule for the day. All right, I'll give you that. But it's not the ideal schedule. Can we can we get that off the board? The ideal Christmas schedule. It's just not. And I got to give it to Wilds. Wilds, he had better games for Golden State than Memphis. Okay, so... Wilds is right. Uh, who we? Everybody's talking about it. KD, Golden State. That is what we want to see. LeBron, Steph is always good theater. And then you know Boston. I, I might move Boston ahead of Milwaukee, but I'd like to see Boston again against the Warriors. And then Milwaukee. And then you can throw in Ja fifth. But here's the thing, Nick. You said this. Why don't we build the next young superstar? You know what's bi- bigger or better? than building the next young superstar, building the next two young superstars. I can't believe neither of you said this. Here's who I want to see Memphis play on Christmas Day. Wild, I want to see my guy, John Morant, go against your Minnesota Timberwolves. And now I got John Morant versus Anthony Edwards. That was a phenomenal series. I it like was that. six, but it was a great series. Maybe. Little bit of bad blood, little chestiness on both sides. Anthony Edwards, in addition to showcasing that he's a great player, was phenomenal in the movie Hustle. All right, produced by LeBron and Maverick oh. Carter and those guys. He did a he stole the show. All right, so now he's becoming a legitimate superstar on and off the court. And then you so you got Edwards versus Ja. That's what I want to see. Nick, I feel like Golden State would be punching down for Memphis. I get it. Memphis took them six (laughs) games. Okay. But they got to show me that they're really on Golden State's level before I put them on Christmas Day. So I'm not going with your your list. I'm sorry. One is I enjoyed Hustle. I was disappointed that it was the second consecutive Spring Hill vehicle that my scenes were somehow left on the cutting room floor. Mav, I'm going to stop showing up to the to the blue green screen if you keep cutting out my scenes from your movies, buddy. That's first of all, if you're watching on the West Coast, Mav. Second of all is this. Uh, I understand Minnesota's up in the north, but it's not in Canada. Minnesota is a Boxing Day team, not a Christmas Day team. You can't put Minnesota oh, no. on Christmas Day just yet, my friend. Yeah, we no, can. no, 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 no. We can't have the Timberwolves against, on uh, Christmas Only against Day. the Grizzlies. That can't happen. Only against the Grizzlies. So, only against yeah, the Grizzlies. No, Turn Christmas no, no, Day into a no, Christmas no. weekend and play all your games. Hey, Steph's got four rings now. We know that. It's the same number LeBron has. What does that mean? Talk about that next. First things first. All right, we're moving on. Guys, it's the day of the week, so it's time to tie LeBron into a story. Actually, we're not doing it. Our friend Colin Coward did it for us last week. 
He said even though Steph just added a fourth title and a finals MVP to his resume, and even though he and LeBron now both have four titles, he called the gap between LeBron and Steph the Grand Canyon. So, Nick, let me ask you this. Does Steph winning his fourth ring help or hurt LeBron's GOAT argument? Well, once again, I would like to do a thought exercise because I think I can prove to you that if we're going to be intellectually honest, it helps it. Because I, this is one of those heads you lose, tails I win scenarios. A Calvin Ball scenario where no matter the outcome, in certain corners, it would be used to tar LeBron. And here's how I would prove it to you. Brew, let's say... As a thought exercise, the Warriors in these finals got washed, got not only beat, but beaten badly. Do you think, like I think, had the Warriors lost this championship, that there would be a topic on shows like this one, maybe even this one as well, that says, ooh, does the Warriors' struggles without Kevin Durant show to something to the effect of, Ooh, those two LeBron teams they played, 15-16. Not that great. LeBron's greatest accomplishment. Come back from 3-1 down. How good was that team really? LeBron lost to that team in 15. What does that say? If Steph had lost, people would use it to lessen LeBron's legacy. And no, now Steph would. has won. No, and no, in they certain would. corners, no, they, they wouldn't. Okay, well then no, explain it I, to me. That thought, honestly, I am, that, thought, that uh -huh. thought you just said never yeah. crossed my mind. Never crossed my okay, mind. Well, like, when they lost to well, Toronto without understand. Durant, I didn't think, oh, my gosh, LeBron didn't have a great accomplishment in 2016 because well, they just lost to Toronto. I, no. That, no, but ridiculous. if they had lost both, but if they, the Toronto one was chalked up to Durant and Clay going down. And so it was, and Clay, in that moment, it was, no, it was not about elevating Steph over LeBron. It was about elevating Kawhi over LeBron. Remember that temporary insanity that everyone got involved in, including the New Balance marketing team, about it being his city and about him being the best player in the league? That happened. We all pretend it didn't, but that happened in real life in 2020. That was a conversation. So, Brew, but I have heard you and others say forever, part of the greatness of Michael Jordan is how tough the era was. And now... You have a dynastic team that LeBron had to go up against four consecutive years. And some folks are going to use it to say, oh, well, they won a lot of rings. But you guys say all the time how great the 80s and 90s were as a way to elevate Michael Jordan. Even though there were a lot of rings won when Michael Jordan was playing, not all by him. And so no, I think if we're going to be intellectually fair about how we argue about the two goats with Kareem being left out in the cold... I mean, you would have to say it elevates LeBron. He didn't lose to him. Just shows how great the Warriors and Steph are. Okay, uh, no. All right, uh, look, I, you know I think Jordan is the GOAT and I got LeBron number two. So I didn't need this to bolster my argument about Jordan, but I do think this is another factor that works in Jordan's favor. All right, I'm not, it doesn't really hurt LeBron because, again, I, it doesn't bring him down any. He's not dropping to three or four or five, but it, it, I don't see any way it helps him in the GOAT conversation because here's the thing, Nick. Now there was a dynasty during the LeBron James era, and it wasn't his. It was the Golden State Warriors. All right? Now, and LeBron, on top of that, LeBron never created his own dynasty. 
Maybe you can call Miami a mini dynasty if you want. They won back to back. They went to four. So if you want to give them a mini dynasty, maybe, maybe. Sure. But obviously he he has no real dynasty, full dynasty in the NBA. And that's a knock against them. But then when you add on that that somebody else did create a dynasty, and I get Durant was there for the two years. But I don't even know if you can go there because LeBron created his own super-duper team as well. And they didn't maximize it. They won two out of four. All right, Golden State with Durant maximized that run where they won the two and then Durant got hurt. So they would have won three. So that's the thing, too. If I remember I said this all the time, Nick. I was on TV the night LeBron decided to go to Miami. And if you had told me at that time, oh, they're going to win two of the next four rings, I would have been like, yeah, but two of the next four, that's it? Oh, they're getting at least three, maybe four. All right, and they got two. So those are arguments that work against LeBron. Now, if you want to say, well, there was a dynasty when Jordan played. There was before he started winning. And I'm kind of, and just like teams beat Jordan before he started winning titles, a lot of teams beat LeBron too before he started winning titles. But if you want to go there, I'd say this. The dynasty in, in Jordan's career was the Showtime Lakers, best point guard of all time, best center of all time, and another top uh-huh. 75 player in James Worthy. So three top 75s. Yeah. The dynasty in LeBron's era, Steph Curry's second best point guard of all time, and o- the only top uh-huh. 75 player on the team. So I don't well, think anyone is who was there for I'm two not using the this. I'm not using it. Okay, so two, but not four. He wasn't there for all four. Yeah. And so and again, okay. I just explained LeBron's super team. So I don't think any way you slice oh. it, you can oh. use this to help the LeBron argument. Okay. I'm not going to use it against but, but him you necessarily. Just, can't use it to help him. Bro, you just said something interesting and something a lot of people are saying, which is which is that there was a dynasty in LeBron's era and he never had a dynasty. But what folks the reason the Warriors are a dynasty, tell me if I'm correct, is because in an eight-year stretch, they went to six finals and they won four rings. So who else did that during the right. LeBron James era? Oh, wait, LeBron James. LeBron James was the dynasty. In a nine-year stretch, he went to eight finals and won four rings. He went to eight finals in a row and Different won three teams. rings there and then missed a year. Was it? Right. So he was the dynasty. Different team. But again, Wilds, this is what is frustrating for me. Because Bruce said the thing everyone always says, which is, there was a there was a dynasty during Jordan's era, but we don't count it because it doesn't help the no, Jordan just, argument. Now that's all Bruce said. It. Bruce said, I just no, counted Bruce it. No, it. So it's we're like, gonna count everybody that beat beat LeBron before no, he started what, winning. What, what I'm gonna say is, I mean, we can what go I'm gonna there. say is, in Jordan's career, in Jordan's career, in years he was active, three teams went back to back. That seems noteworthy. The Lakers did it. The Pistons did it. The Rockets did it. Wild in years Michael Jordan played. You want to know how oh, no, many people no, won no. championships? You can't say it's, Rockets. You can't say Rockets. He didn't Rockets. play the first year they well, won. He was playing baseball. Okay, they Nick. won their second consecutive title in a year he played. I get it, but he they won a title in a year games, he played. Be, fresh off the diamond. The team Let's keep it that real. Beat him. See, but so here's the thing. This is also if fresh I were to tell the you, diamond. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan. One rings on Jordan's watch. You guys all roll your eyes and say that's ridiculous. 
Oh my God, that's so outrageous. It's unfair. Shaq and Kobe won their ring when Jordan was 38 years old. How old's LeBron James? Anybody know? Oh, he's 37 and a half and Steph won his. So it's different. It's not fair. Nobody ever does it. Nobody ever says, this is what we hear, Wilds. Nobody ate on Jordan's watch, which is true as long as you're excluding Kareem, Magic Worthy, Bird, Mikhail, Parrish, Isaiah, Dumars, Akeem, Drexler, Duncan, Robinson, Shaq, Kobe. Nobody else ate, though. He's right about that. By nobody, what they mean is Charles Barkley, Carl John Stockton, Patrick Ewing. No, no, see, but that's the thing. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. I mean, really? That's what's so frustrating. the Wizards. No. LeBron has the longevity argument. We'll give you that. Nobody's arguing that. Wait a minute. I mean, it's not about the longevity argument. It's about if we are using this. Wait a second. If we are using. Even LeBron is like, he's getting out there a little bit. I mean, come on, man. No. Tell (laughs) me. This is crazy. Hold on. Tell, Tell. Brew, tell me, just tell me, explain to me why using what happened in year 19, age 37-year-old LeBron James is un, is fair, but using what happened in year 14, age 38-year-old Michael Jordan is unfair. Tell me. Just tell me. Tell okay. me why that's well, not allowed. Well, number one, LeBron has the longevity argument. He looks like he's still in his prime, which is great. If you want to say so LeBron because he was had a better, better longer, longer it doesn't career, count. longer prime, and he's playing with a top 12 player in Anthony Davis, who was the top 12? LeBron, uh, Jordan was playing with Kwame Brown, Eton Thomas. He had a top Thomas, 12 player this guys year? Guys like that. So there's that. There's that, too. He had a t- but, All right? But see, oh, so and Russell Westbrook, too. Do, so three top 75, actually so, four top. So, I won't even count Melo. So, but I will, since you so, want to count Jordan you do. in Washington. No, 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 hold on, hold on. If you want to count Jordan in Washington, then let's count Dwight Howard mm-hmm. and Carmelo yes. Anthony yeah. this year let's with the Lakers. So five Hall of Famers, and they couldn't yep. even make the let's play in. Do you really want to go there? Let's do it. You really want to yeah, go yeah, there? Let's do it. We can count Hall of Famers all you want, buddy, because we can talk about the, the Jordan's final three-peat. He had four Hall of Famers and the greatest coach ever. Seems like a pretty good team, but that's not a super team. Oh, but no, we're not going to go there. And when you say that the Lakers, when they went back-to-back, Brew, be honest with me, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when the Lakers were going back-to-back in 87 and 88, 87-88. was he pl- – yeah, I understand. I know what years it was. Was he – yeah, Did he yeah. look like a top 75 player at that time? Or was he a guy who was averaging 11 points per game in 1988? Or was he a guy who Here's was... Here's what he was. I'm going to explain to you. Uh-huh. Here's what he was. Please. He still had the greatest shot in NBA history. So much so. He didn't use so it that So much often. so. That in 1988, with Magic Johnson and James Worthy on the court, who did Pat Riley call to play for when they needed a bucket? In 86, Kareem and he got the foul call. And, and the game, phantom foul on 11. the hook. 88. The, the yes. phantom foul on the, 88. Uh, in 88. Game so don't change the subject now. Yes. He's, I'm talking about I'm 88. I'm talking you about the said same game. repeat. They didn't repeat. They didn't even no. win it in 86. They won in 87 and 88. I, I, I and said he, game they six, went buddy. to him at 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I know it. I, I, I remember the game. The Isaiah Thomas sprained ankle game. So I'm if very the, well he, aware of are, it. Were the but, Lakers ever going to go to Carmelo at the end of a game for to hit a game winner? 
Or Dwight no, Howard? I'm not defending what happened with the Lakers this All year. All right, so there's what I mean, I Kareem like. was, was still oh. very good. In fact, Detroit was game planning for Kareem. More so than Magic and Worthy. Okay, well, they game plan right. well because they were game for 11 in that for game Kareem. that you're talking about. But here's all I would like. Okay. Here's all I ask. And you can say I'm embarrassing myself. You can say I'm being hyperbolic. All I would ask is if we are going to evaluate LeBron in year 19 at age 37, can, can someone please write out the rules for me of which years of Michael Jordan's are fair game? Because the way it's been taught to me my entire life is he played six seasons, never lost. So uh, do you guys tell me when the career started and ended. I'm old-fashioned. I think it starts when you start and ends when you end. Just tell me. Just tell me. It, it bears repeating every time we do Jordan versus LeBron, these two actually like each other very, very much. Nick and Brew, we just have these fun <laughs> not conversations. Not so much. We got to get back I to our top story. I'm actually not sure. Yeah, BFFs. It's like me and my friend Marnie. Best Not friends. certain. Hey, Another uh, victory. The Kings legacy. Thank you. Take a hit with the Warriors' latest title. We, we got to take a break. We got We're some back. breaking NBA news just in from Shams. He reports Kyrie and the Nets are at an impasse in contract talks, which means he could be on his way to free agency. The Lakers, the Knicks, the Clippers all mentioned as potential suitors. They are, of course, monitoring the situation. Nick, what was your reaction to hearing this just now? My, oh, my, if it isn't the consequences of our own actions. I mean, who could have seen this coming? Except for anybody paying attention. I mean, listen, you you think people in, in Brooklyn have enjoyed the last few years? You think it's been fun? You think that they go to work every day and they're like, man... Yeah, the NBA's hard, only one champion, but at least we have people that are easy to work with that I know are as invested in winning as I am. No. What they have is Kevin Durant, who's doing his damnedest to hold this thing together, and then James Harden quitting on him, Ben Simmons not playing, and Kyrie Irving being Kyrie Irving. And now they understandably brew have decided, not not only have they decided they're not going to give Kyrie that promotion he asked for, or just assumed he was getting, to assistant general manager, <laughs> they might actually be asking him to take a lesser role within the company, and shockingly, that hasn't gone over too well. I know, Brew, and I, this isn't me taking a shot at you, because it was I understood why you were saying it from the Nets' perspective, but you were saying, I would offer Kyrie Irving one year, that's it. Which makes sense from the Nets' perspective. But Kyrie Irving was never going to accept one year. And I don't know if that's what they offered him. I'm not the one reporting this. But of course, Kyrie says, okay, then I'll go play elsewhere. Remember the whole, I'll retire if you trade me. Well, that was different. Now, maybe I'll go elsewhere. So, yeah, I don't know what would be. I Listen, obviously, I think a Kyrie-LeBron reunion would be fun. I think Kyrie going across the bridge and playing for the team in New York that has fans would be fun. And I think a Kyrie-Kawhi locker room would be unbelievable. Maybe that'd be the one thing to get Kawhi to speak up. It'd be Kyrie, shut up, man. Can't deal with it anymore. But I don't know. All of it's amazing entertainment. So, yeah, I, I this marriage has not gone well. Yeah, it, look, it's interesting. And here's, look. I don't know, as you said, what the Nets are offering Kyrie or what he wants. Does he want the full max? Probably. I would, right? But I, I said this, Nick. I, obviously, I'd want him to opt into his contract and then play it out and then we go from there. I get it that Kyrie doesn't want to do that. I would be willing, if I'm the Nets, to go wild to say, 
two more years, like a two-year contract extension on top of your opt-in, but it's heavily incentivized, meaning you have to play a certain number of games to get that max level money. And that may, Kyrie may be, you know, not want to do that as well. So I get both sides. If I'm the Nets, though, I stand firm because Kyrie apparently may be ready to go elsewhere now. Remember, it always was about wanting to be at home. He lives in New Jersey, not far from Brooklyn. This was the team he grew up rooting for. But look, he's been here three years. And maybe he'll he's saying, if they don't give me the full max money, then I will go play elsewhere. I'll go to L.A. I'll go to I'll stay in New York and play for the Knicks. But if I'm the Nets, I don't budge because here's the thing, Wiles. I still think the Nets have great leverage. I've mentioned the teams before that Kyrie you could do? just walk away to. Detroit, Port, yes, Detroit, Portland, Indiana, Orlando, San Antonio. Not going to any of them. All right? We know he's not just going to walk and be a free agent because they might not even want him. But so now I control the situation. First of all, don't tell me where we're going to trade you. We might trade you wherever we get the best deal. Second, oh, you want to go to the Lakers? Well, if it's not a good deal for us, we don't have to do it. So if they trade Kyrie Irving, they should make sure they get a great deal. Otherwise, I'm not trading. If I'm the Clippers, I don't think I'd want Kyrie because, you know, they got Kawhi coming back. And, let, and, and if I'm the Nets, unless you're giving me Paul George, then you're not likely to get Kyrie. Lakers, I don't know what in the world they could offer. Had to be a three-team three deal. And then the Knicks could be interested because they could clear the room to go after Kyrie. That's and right. that's where he could go. Yeah, that would be exciting for Knicks fans. They wouldn't win much, but it would be exciting. So that's a threat. <laughs> go ahead, Wiles. You think, Sorry, oh, but, you think Tibbs and Kyrie are going to work? I mean, I'm going to veto that one no. immediately. Tibbs and Kyrie are but, but, not going to yeah. work. I know but Tibbs the, is already cursed on shaky ground at times. Ooh, yeah. you're going to jettison Tibbs. Holy cow, we've got all sorts of things happening. Yeah. I know you if said I'm the, the Knicks, the I would be Kawhi. interested in Kyrie. Wow, that's, I mean, I'm, that, I'm, that's Kyrie. interesting. The Clippers thing I'm for not ruling years, out just, just because of Ty Lue. I, w- I think Ty Lue and Kyrie could work. I think we've seen it work. I think it would be a fascinating situation. The Lakers, obviously, you know, it says emerge amongst potential suitors. Yeah, I-, I think so. I think Rob Palinka is downing coffee and hopping on the phone right now. But here's the biggest thing. We've talked about how we're all mesmerized was the word J- Jalen Rose used when he put Kyrie on his third-team All-NBA. We've talked about how we are enamored with Kyrie's skill and artistry as a basketball player and he refers himself as an artist and i agree but here are the facts he played 29 54 and 20 games in his next regular season tenure it equals to 103 games devin booker and the joker have literally played twice as many games in the same time span so if those guys are getting the max the idea that Kyrie also deserves a similar contract and structure as those guys who are literally playing no, twice as much just doesn't make sense. And whether it's injuries or vaccination, no, it not. is what it is. The guys play half wild, as much. It doesn't make sense There's going to be a contract team. problem. Not well, just at the next. Any team. 
Hold on, wait a second. You're comparing him to Joker and Devin Booker, two first-team All-NBA guys. The pr Listen, there is a flaw in the NBA salary cap system, and it is that a max contract, ex contract exists. Because, yes, he doesn't play very much, but SGA got the max. Brandon Ingram's getting the max. Tobias Harris got damn near the max. A lot of guys who, yes, play more, but don't aren't all aren't Booker or Jokic-level players get max-ish money. So here's this is where I vehemently disagree with Brew. The Nets have no leverage. Kyrie is not under contract. He has to opt. He can opt out and be a free agent. And if you you said it at and the end, the teams? Knicks can clear the space. Yeah, Brew, you know as well as I do. If you're the Knicks, would you give him, would you give him a four year max? Would you give him a four year max? Well, no. If you're the Knicks, Listen, I give him two I, years. I, I, I wouldn't no. give him four. No nice. shot. Guys, you are a you are you walking the, wandering the desert, and someone hands you a dusty, sandy bottle of water, and you're like, "Man, I prefer Fiji." You're the Knicks, and Wilds is worried about how is he going to fit with Tibbs? What is he not going to feed Taj Gibson the ball enough? You're the Knicks. Of course, you're going to give him the max. You're the Knicks. Yeah, the idea uh, he's got to take minutes from Alec Burks. Uh, oh, I, Emmanuel years? quickly, who everybody. Listen, I wouldn't like to do it, but I wouldn't like to be the Knicks. The idea that Kyrie Irving, if he opts out, isn't going to have a team in a major market that says, ah, we can fix him. Like, like every every one of us has been in a relationship Nick, where you the, how'd this. you get in this relationship? Ah, thought they could fix me. Nobody could. I'm, I'm ruined. When like, Kyrie no, was a free agent, there were there were. There were teams that didn't want yeah. him by himself. They take him with KD, yeah. but, but not there were by teams himself. That so did. We'll see. Yeah. So much more coming up next on Undisputed. We'll see you tomorrow.